The following podcast contains spoilers for a happy as Lazaro or Lazaro. It's one of those. It's Italian. You know the deal. You have been warned. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. This is your host, Glinjman Button, along with your host, Miguel Me Gusto. Hi, papi. Hi, papi. <laughs> How are you doing? Ah, <laughs> uh, gusto. Gusto? Uh, well, Miguel Me Gusto. At tu gusto? Glen, Glenja Gusto? Uh, my Spanish name was Davidissimo. We? Because for some reason they didn't have Glen. Davidissimo. Yeah, the, uh, my German name was Fritz, and... People were mad at me because someone else's German name was Fritz, and I apparently took it. Yeah, how dare they? But it was also my German name, so... Yeah, my my name just sounds like somebody's trying to say my name, but also has yeah. Corona. Glenn! 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 Yeah, Glenn. my name... Anyway. So, how, how you been this week? Uh, Watch not, anything good? Not really at all. <laughs> I yeah. watched one movie, and I actually just finished it before we started this podcast. One movie other than other our than assignment. Happy as Lazaro. Happy as Lazaro. La- Lazaro. Why can't I? I'm just so stupid. What's funny is I just watched the movie, and I was like, oh, it's not Lazaro. It's Lazaro. I yeah, think. I'm, I'm just a stupid American that can't pronounce things as, without an American accent. Yeah, it's all right. You get to so. redeem yourself trying to read off the, their actual <laughs> oh, names oh, in the boy. credits. <laughs> so what was the other movie you watched? Uh, the Rover. Starring the Rover. Uh, Guy Pierce and, and Robert uh, Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. That is a, a good I've seen it once. I remember it being really good. I really enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. It was really good. I don't know what it is about, like, post-apocalyptic uh, yeah. Australia, but, you know, it makes some good films. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> More they, than any others. They have, like, this incredible shot, too. One of my favorite things in film is when, like, I feel like some movies use it too much, uh, but sometimes when, like, they just show, like, someone just chilling in a house or, or walking... Mm-hmm. And like every day, and then just something crazy happens behind them. Like in this, like a jeep flip boat flips over, and yep. in the window behind them, it's it's crazy. It's a great shot. Um, but yeah, so, you mean uh, the rover, the, the rover. rover, the Land Rover? Yeah, the Land Rover flips over. But uh, I, you know, the past few weeks, I haven't been watching too many movies. I think I averaged like two a week. Yeah, it was really weird. Absolutely. I was up, up stepping you a little you while. Were, there. You were. So with that in mind, guess how many movies I watched. This past week, uh, yeah, I totally didn't look or anything, um, <laughs> but, but I had I thought I saw roughly around five, but you probably five. saw more. I I did go Called go it. up, keep going up. Eight. No. Ten. No. Twelve. No. Are you kidding? Thirteen, including Holy Happy shit. as Lazaro, La- Lazaro, 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 Lazaro. I apologize for Italian and Spanish speakers. I am incapable of rolling my R's. But yes, I watched 13 movies, including our assignment for this week. Holy shit. Honestly, I didn't that's even actually, really. It's pretty, that's bold. That is, All I that didn't, smoking, man. <laughs> really, when you smoke meats, because I've been smoking meats. When you smoke meats, you got nothing else to do during those 12 hours that it's smoking. Also, the last so, thing you made looks so damn good. The ribs, they yeah. were really good. I'm, I'm going to make them again this weekend. 
Uh, so uh, I'm yeah. looking forward to Stupid it. But, uh, corona. <laughs> well, once this is all over, I'll make you some ribs. Yes. Um, but this week, uh, I'm going to try to go through these as fast as possible. Mm-hmm. Just because I don't want to spend too much time on them. Uh, the first one I watched, I actually... Three of them were paid movies that you you pay because like they're supposed to be in theaters at at this time. Yes, but they were cheaper paid movies. So the first one was the most expensive, which was Capone, which uh, came oh, yeah. out came out last week. Uh, it was like ten dollars to rent, um, you know, which is kind of high, but you know, it's around a ticket price. Uh, that's with uh, Tom Hardy playing Al Capone in the last year of his life as he's suffering from uh, dementia and everything. Um, it's gotten a lot of bad reviews. I quite enjoyed it for the most part, but I also see what people were talking about. It is kind of rough in some places, but there's yeah. enough there that I enjoyed it. Um, then I watched the most anticipated film of the year, <laughs> Butt Boy. Oh, God. <laughs> I, did, I did see the poster for that when you posted yeah. it on Facebook. Butt Boy, uh, which we talked about earlier, is one of my plugs. The trailer was one of my plugs. It is a movie about the serial killer who kills people by sucking people through his butt. <laughs> and, and if that doesn't get you hooked from the start. <laughs> and I am proud to say I spent $5 to rent this movie. <laughs> is it that I, good? I, I am proud to say it. it is the dumbest fucking shit you will ever see. <laughs> But it takes itself so seriously on purpose. Like, it's a stylistic choice. Yeah. It takes itself so seriously that it's just wonderful. Glenn. Glenn. Mike. There are so many butt puns in this. <laughs> I like, might it's, have to it's spend ridiculous. $5. Well, I was going to do that regardless. Yeah, we I, I don't, I don't want to give anything else away. But it is just... It is, it is the best detective noir story <laughs> about a guy sucking people into his butt ever made i love it and you might say but that's because it's the only one you're right but fuck you it's great <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's a really fun movie it's really dumb go in knowing it's going to be dumb and you'll yeah. enjoy it well, uh, you kind of have to <laughs> yeah yeah definitely oh it was it was much more hilarious than i thought it would be uh then i watched uh bad boys the first one uh directed by michael bay mm-hmm. eh it's okay yep uh I- well, I watched the second one too. I'll get that to that in a little bit. Then I watched the Invisible Man, not the 2020 version. I watched that earlier this year. I watched the 1933 directed by James Whale version, and it's good. It's really good. It's very impressive how they pulled off the uh, invisible effect since you know it was the 30s. There was no computers. It's before computers were invented. Uh, so yeah, it's really cool. Highly okay. suggest it. Uh, then I watched Dracula, which was really good. However, I watched it with a new soundtrack, which was uh, composed by Philip Glass, who uh, most people would probably know from Koyana I forget it is. It's like it's an industrial documentary where it's just like a bunch of operatic music over time lapses of industry places. Yeah. Koyanakatsi or something like that. So I, I'm stupid. Just leave Nase, me alone. Nase Lazaro. 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 Um, but honestly, I think the soundtrack that Philip Glass wrote enhanced this because it made it really eerie and beautiful, and I really enjoyed it. Uh, that was the 1931 Dracula. Then I watched a movie that our good friend John Clark told me to watch. It's a Chilean movie called La Casa Lobo, uh, which is spanish for the wolf house uh it is a very artistic movie done in stop motion animation with painting and dolls and and paper mache and shit like that it's terrifying to watch 
and it's about you can uh, just imagine the paper cuts from yeah it. it's it's essentially like the story is essentially this this girl who runs away from this colony a real colony in chile that was started by nazis after world war ii who fled germany oh i think i, and, I think i heard of that movie and uh it, the the real story of those Nazis is more terrifying because they were like child abusers and everything. Yeah. This doesn't really get into the child abuse as much, but it does make it kind of creepy and eerie and terrifying. Uh, so that's the Wolf House. Uh, then I watched Happy as Lazaro, 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 which we'll get into later. Uh, then I watched Guns Akimbo with uh, uh, Daniel Radcliffe. Um, and uh, Samara he's got the hands. Yeah, gun he has hands. guns bolted to his hands, and he's got bear slippers or T-Rex slippers on. It, it was a fun movie. I really enjoyed it. Um, although it, it's it's they show sky shots of Philadelphia, but then like never mention Philadelphia except for one time when Daniel Radcliffe's uh, area code starts with two one five. Yeah, but then like the license plates aren't Pennsylvania license plates, and it's also a, a city called like Sh- Shrapnel City or something like that. It's really weird. Interesting. Um, but like, if you're from Philly, you're just like, yeah, that's Philly skyline. But they're shooting in Wellington. It's weird, but it's fun. It creates its own world. Um, and then I watched a Korean movie called Little Forest, uh, directed by Yim Soon Rai. Um, the best way I can describe this is that it's kind of like chef but korean it's um not so much wonderful already yeah not so much the um the road trip aspect of it Mm -hmm. but it's like this this uh this young woman in her 20s actually she played the titular handmaiden in the handmaiden um her i forget her name but uh she returns home for after living in seoul you know the main reason she leaves Seoul is because she's tired of how shitty the food is there. Mm-hmm. Um, just saying it's like bland because they use, you know, they don't use fresh ingredients and stuff. Um, so she goes to her hometown and just makes things that her uh, mom taught her how to make. And it's and kind of falls in love back with her hometown. It's very interesting. It's, it's a nice chill movie. You know, it's not going to wow anybody, but it's a, a real nice watch. If you're just kind of wanting to relax and just watch a movie with uh, good looking food in there. It might wow um, me. Huh? It might wow me. It might wow you, too. Yeah. Uh, then I watched Bad Boys 2, which is better than the first one. Going on a little Michael Bay binge there. <laughs> I just wanted to get him out of the way, honestly. Yeah. I, I watched them I while working, so like I knew I wasn't going to pay much attention to him. Yeah. Um, Bad Boys 2 is definitely better than Bad Boys 1, but it's still not my thing. But I do get the appeal of it. Uh, then I watched Tootsie, the Dustin Hoffman movie where he becomes a... Uh, the hottest new soap actress. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it's like one of the classics directed by Sidney Pollack. Uh, it's interesting. It's I, I don't think it's as good as, you know, people hold it to in that regard, but it's, uh-huh. it's definitely a good movie. Uh, it's... <laughs> It's essentially the entire movie is a is Dustin Hoffman telling people that women have it hard when but like telling women they have it hard. It's weird because like women know they have it hard. Why do you need yeah. to tell them that they so have it hard? He's just repeating it. <laughs> so like I think it's well intentioned, but not done at least by twenty twenty standards in, in in a good way. Um, and then I watched Hotel Artemis. Uh, which was fun, you know. I, I I really enjoyed it. It's got some some John Wick vibes in there, about because it's like the hotel. Is that with uh, Dave Batista and all them? And, Dave uh, Batista, uh, Jodie Foster, yeah. um, 
uh, Jeff Goldblum's in there, Zachary Quinto, Charlie Day. Uh, did Ster- have quite a cast. Yeah, Sterling K. Brown. It's got a whole bunch of people in there. It's it's a fun movie. I really enjoyed it. And then I just finished watching The Descent, which I enjoyed for the most part. I think mm-hmm. people hold it in a higher regard. But I also say that knowing I'm not as big of a, a horror movie buff as, as some I people. I think as far as a horror movie, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of yeah, up there. But it's it's definitely up there. But it still had too many jump scares for my yeah. liking. Um, so, but, uh, but Mike, there's a second one. There's a second descent. I'm pretty sure there shouldn't be <laughs> with with the same actress. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I'm I'm probably never gonna watch that one, but. And, and I don't know, unless I'm uh, mistaken, I'm pretty sure I, there's two there is, there is definitely a second and a third one. I just don't know, you know. Holy shit, who's there's in four? It. There's four? Oh, oh thank God. God. No, Descendants. Oh, thank God. Yeah, I'm I'm done watching uh, <laughs> The Descent. Uh, but those are the 13 movies that I watched this week. Uh, we're going to get into Happy as Lazaro later. Lazaro! Lazaro! And uh, yeah, so that's it. And uh, I believe you had one sad bit of news. Yeah, we're going on a, a string of just this. This might as well just be like the uh, the obituaries here. At this KFR point. Death Watch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, sadly, we have an, another death in Hollywood. Um, Fred Willard passed oh, yeah. away. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, the good—it's uh, not really good news. But the good news is most of the people we've talked about so far have just been like old age, really. Like. Mm-hmm. They, they've lived a, a good life. And this man has had quite a career, known for a lot of things. Best in the show, Mighty Wind, Anchorman, Harold Nakumar. He was, oh my God, if you even just scroll through his IMDb, he's been in so much. Funny or Die, Drunken, <laughs> like Drunken History, and just, ran, just random things. He was kind of just in everything. He dabbled a lot. Yeah. So it's, it's, he, he's another man who's going to be missed. Yeah. Supremely dear. He's Comedy has had a rough, uh, a rough week or so. It really has. So, uh, I guess with that, that downer of news, let's get into the super uplifting movie mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that is Happy as Lazaro. Did I say it right? I, I, dude, I don't even know at this point. <laughs> I, I legitimately cannot roll my R's. I have tried so Lazaro. many times. I did it once in 2013 on accident and could never do it ever again. So, happy as Lazaro. I'm going to say it that way just to... And I apologize ahead of time. I know that's not the correct way of pronouncing it, but it's the only way I can. I'll just do it for you after every time you see Lazaro. (laughs) Happy as... Lazaro. An unceasingly kind Italian peasant and his family are blatantly exploited by a tobacco baroness. It is written and directed by Alice Rohrwacher, uh, which is a German name, which I have no problem with for the most part. Uh, it is starring Adriano Tardiolo, Tardiolo uh, Agnesa Graziani, Alba Rohrwacher, Luca Ciccovani, uh, Sergi Lopez, and just a whole bunch of others who most of us would probably not know, uh, me included, because um, it's a pretty small independent movie from Italy, from what I understand. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah, the main reason I picked this is because one of my friends at work recommended it to me, and it wasn't it, it didn't star Steven Seagal or was not directed by John <laughs> Woo. It just wasn't an eighties movie, an eighties action, eighties and nineties action movie. So I was uh, I was excited to watch it, um, and right off the bat, I'm just gonna say. I don't want to say I didn't like it in the first half, but the first half was definitely kind of slow moving. Yeah. And I was just kind the, of like... The transition into the halves was was what I liked about it. Oh, absolutely. Because uh, th- there, there is a set point where it becomes a completely different movie. Yeah. And it has an event that feels like it's going to start a completely different movie. Uh, Lasaro falls off a cliff at the halfway point. And then wakes up and it's like 10, 15 years later. And it's just, mm-hmm. it's it's a really interesting film from that standpoint. Like, it's not what I expected at all. I expected it to just be the story of like, uh, like they said, like a peasant and his family being blatantly exploited. And that's definitely what it is. But then it also shows the aftermath after they were, you know, more, for the lack of a better word, saved from being exploited. Yeah. Um. So uh, this Tobacco Baroness is essentially... For anyone who hasn't watched it, but you're still listening, the Tobacco Baroness uh, essentially told them they, they these people were sharecroppers, and she didn't tell them when sharecropping became outlawed. So then they just kept being sharecroppers. Which, if you're not familiar with sharecropping, it's like a institutionalization of slavery, really, without it really being slavery. Because if you have a Baroness or Baron who's watching over you who is kind of nice they will give you money but this one was not <laughs> yeah they were not they were not paying their people at all yeah yeah they they kept saying they kept racking up debts and everything um so it's essentially just like i don't want to say modern slavery cuz slavery still exists in the world but mm-hmm. like for for countries like italy and america this would be modern slavery cuz it's not slavery but it is slavery at the same time yes um but uh i just got so mad so quickly with how people treated Lazaro um cuz he was just such a just a, a small innocent boy. He was a well, small and strong innocent boy See, who was he, just he was a monster. He he never questioned when people asked him to do anything. He never like fought back or anything. He always just helped out and the people just took so much advantage of him, which is partially his fault, but at the same time, they don't blatantly say it, but he obviously doesn't have the mental capacity to know when he's being exploited. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's a very interesting movie. I, I, I don't know really where we should start. <laughs> uh, I mean, let's just start with Lasaro, I guess. Uh, for like for me, um, obviously we just talked about it. He's bright, bright eyed, bright, wide eyed individual. Who's just happy to do it. But like what anybody tells him and like, yeah, and watching him walk around and like the actor, like his performance with that character is like reminding me so much of like Johnny Depp with Edward Scissorhands in a way. Yes, exactly. That's exactly it. Kind of robotic and yeah. kind of like otherworldly. Just kind of like learning everything around him in a way, too. And so I was just like, this is freaking me out a little bit. And yeah. like he did fantastic. Uh, otherwise, like um, the actor who did that, um, I thought he was great. And I thought, like, he definitely, like, made the movie for me. And just I agree. like, oh, man, he's so innocent. Like, I love this kid. And yeah. just the people around him were shit, no matter really who it was. Yeah, even his family were really harsh mm-hmm. on him. Like, they they obviously loved him, but they definitely 
he was definitely the person in the family that they just kept asking because they knew they wouldn't get any fight back from him. Mm-hmm. So they just kept asking him to like do things even though he was doing there is one scene that i thought was a great demonstration of this is when they're all harvesting the tobacco yeah and everyone keeps calling for him to take the tobacco from them and walk it to the wagon and then like you could tell they're being impatient with him even though he just picked up someone else's tobacco was walking to the wagon and it's it's just a really good demonstration of his role in that family and the dynamic his family has and how even though they're all in this shitty situation, they all walk over him. The Baroness actually says that to her son at one point where like her son points out the fact that uh, she's kind of taking advantage of them. And she's like, well, in turn, they take advantage of, of that poor boy there and gestures to Lazaro mm-hmm. or Lazaro. <laughs> and uh, I, I thought that was really a really powerful moment in the, in the film where it just kind of really showed that, when given the chance, people will kind of walk over whoever will allow them to walk over them. They absolutely will. Yeah. Slavery is just a messed up thing, dude. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Coming in with a hot take, Glenn. <laughs> Listen here, man. I'm sitting there. I'm like, wow, man, these you know, people are, uh, I don't care. I don't care who I upset. I don't, I care. don't care. I don't care who thinks I don't care it. who Slavery wants to start a fight. Slavery up. is bad, okay? <laughs> and I will fight anyone about that. you can quote me on that, damn it. You can quote me on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just, it's so, like, like, even though it was, like, outlawed and everything, just the people who would just still, like, do that baffles my mind. Yeah, like, I, I, I just don't understand how people could have the... Oh, I mean, I do understand. They they don't see these people as human, which makes it easier for them to do. Yeah. But, like, even, to a lesser extent, we have that in um, in the United States where, you know, minimum wage for many jobs is mm-hmm. certainly not worth it, but people still do it. And it's just like, as long as people keep doing it, we're going to keep only paying them minimum wage. Absolutely. And, and it's it's just fucked up. And I don't understand how people can be so greedy where they want everything and want other people to have nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't understand that, that mindset um, from a moralistic standpoint, at least. Like, I understand the uh, wanting power and everything, but if it's, if it's at the, the detriment of someone else, I, 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 it just baffles me. People just don't think about other people, and that's a messed up thing, they don't. man. <laughs> yeah. That's just yeah. a messed up thing. Uh, I really enjoyed that this kind of had the two halves, the one yeah. half in, in like the countryside of Italy and then the city, and the juxtaposition of how even though they were technically not in slavery anymore the or, or uh, sharecropping anymore, the family was still like the low end of the totem pole as far yeah, as classes go. It, it switched from slavery to basically just poverty v- vagrancy poverty yeah you, you know they're they're the people that try to scam people on the streets uh-huh. uh not necessarily because they're terrible people but because they're that's the, they need to live th- and that's the only way they can't, they can't like live, read yeah. and write or anything mm-hmm. or anything like that so they have to do what they can to make some money and since they can't do it off of a sharecropping anymore well yeah they certainly can't by damn it yeah um what did you think of the the very end of this where uh he goes to the bank to try to help out uh oh man what's his name tangredi uh a little or tank tancredi the uh the Tankity? yeah the the baroness's daughter that he befriends um mcquise mcquise is what they were calling him a lot um yeah. a little bit confused more or less yeah um obviously his innocence got him in trouble 
at the end and uh, kind of got him re-killed. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, it he was just being innocent, trying to help uh, out the uh, Maquis. Yeah. And then uh, just people thought he was robbing the bank and just kicked the shit out of him. What I don't understand, and I know this is this was done on purpose to kind of show the cruelty of man in general, uh-huh. but how could those people see him see him not even like pull out the gun after they say he has a gun and ju- and like see his confusion and just think automatically oh he's trying to rob the place like yeah it it seemed and uh, again i think this was a, a good smart move to to kind of make your point on uh the director's part Alice Rohrocker but it just it baffled me that cuz there would be people that do that they're just like think that they're robbing a place and then even when they're shown that he's not robbing the place mm-hmm. just not change the way they act and then fucking kill him. Like it's, it's so, I I do think that that's a bit of an exaggeration, but it's not that far off. You know, you, you, especially in, in the United States, you have these people who want to be heroes. So they would do stupid shit like that. Yeah. Um, In the United States, they just shoot him on the spot. Yeah. Which (laughs) their concealed carry. Yeah. And, and like how, how, when you pull out, the weapon in question and see that it's a slingshot and not a gun do not go oh i've made a great mistake they even they push down the kids say oh you're gonna rob the place with a slingshot and then proceeded to kick the shit out of them yeah it it, it made me so mad (laughs) made me mad and very confused at uh, the ending here yeah it it is a very ambiguous ending but i do think it was done on purpose yeah um i i think i kind of like the ambiguity of it like it never really explains how he lived so long being unconscious and then resurrected. And, and I, I'm, I think it would have cheapened it if they explained how it happened. I kind of wish that the uh, transition in the middle, when they were telling the story that, uh, how he fell off the, like, like when he fell off the cliff, they were telling that, that tale about the wolf. Yeah. I wish they kind of did that in the beginning and then like revisited it. Like yeah. about the wolf thing, instead of like just doing the tale over what just happened. Yeah, I agree. I, I think it would have been much more impactful if they did that at the beginning and then at the end when the wolf leaves him. Yeah. Um, I think it would have been. But I mean, re- regardless, I I kind of I kind of like the transition into the fifteen years. I think it would have been cooler if he just was a ghost. I don't know what actually was happening there, but. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, which, which again, I, I like. I expected but, like, him to turn out to be the reincarnation of Jesus at a certain point. This movie yeah. made you think about some things. <laughs> yeah, definitely. On where it was going. Uh, I, it, it definitely, I, I can't remember any specifics, but I definitely remember thinking that they had I- imagery um, kind of comparing him to the the image of, or of Jesus, you know? Yeah. Um, I, I don't remember it, but I remember thinking, oh, yeah, that's kind of like, Showing that he's kind of Christ-like. The one thing that I thought was really cool uh, that kind of showed the more paranormal aspect of it is when they try to go to the church just to listen to the music and the mm-hmm. nuns kick them out. Yeah. And then the music follows them. I thought that was really powerful, a really mm-hmm. powerful scene, um, which kind of blended well into the the final scene where he goes to try to get uh, Tancredi's ten, ten stuff back um, from the bank. But uh, it's it's definitely it's a thinker of a movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you didn't read the synopsis or know what this movie's about for sure, then you'd just be like, 
I really don't know what's going to happen next. Yeah, yeah. And like I obviously I we you read the synopsis to me and all that last week, but I just went into this movie. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah. And then it got to the halfway point, and then he fell off the cliff. I'm like, well, how is he going to be happy after that? <laughs> <laughs> and then he woke up. I'm like, okay, now he's. <laughs> yeah. That's weird, but okay, we're going. But I I that scene where he falls off the cliff though, like seeing as many movies as I did, which was 13 in the last week, uh, and then more so, um, it's it's hard to really shock me in a movie, but when he fell off the cliff, I was not expecting that at all. Yeah, I was like, what? Yeah, well, I was like, what? Like, wait. No. Huh? No. You I innocent man. Uh, I, I texted uh, Rachel, who recommended this movie for me, and I was just like, I would die for Lazaro. Why did he fall off a cliff? Oh, you got it, Lazaro. Lazaro. Uh, uh yeah, I mean, I, I really enjoyed this movie. Like, even though it, I did question, like, what the hell was happening at certain points. Like, I'm at the whole thing, I just enjoyed yeah. it. Uh, just his innocence, the people uh, people around him, the way they were just either being dicks or just, like, entertaining yeah. his innocence and stuff like that. I thought I thought it was a good movie. Yeah. And I, I, I would rather have a, a good movie that is a little ambiguous than a, uh, a mediocre movie that mm-hmm. explains everything in detail. Yeah. Um, like, you know, sometimes it's good to have questions at the end. It, it, it opens, uh, opens things up for discussion. Um, I mean, hell inception still being talked about, about that. Inception ending. is Come still on, being look, t- guys, <laughs> even though they have told us what the ending is, yeah. <laughs> people are still talking about it. They're like, no, that's not right. No, so it I can't w- be. Cause it wasn't on his finger when they flipped the coins and in, in the exact same positions. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Ah. <laughs> I don't care what Christopher Nolan says. He's wrong about <laughs> his own movie. Um, but that's all I got to say about Happy uh, as L- Lazaro. The one, uh, the one thing I did see, I think uh, Martin Scorsese was a producer on this. Um, That wouldn't surprise me. Because uh, I saw his name in the credits. I was like, whoa. It definitely was in the credits, even though it's not. Oh, yeah, right there. there Executive yeah, producer. Yeah. So he probably helped bring it over to uh, the U.S., um, and stuff like that. So that that's really cool. Yeah, I, I remember having seen that too, and it's it's on IMDb as well. So yeah, Martin Scorsese, executive producer of this movie. So it's got the Scorsese stamp of approval. Esseri umani sono come bestie animali. Liberarli vuol dire renderli consci della propria condizione di schiavitù. said we come to the judgment does this become a little boy blue shelf boy on the shelf and because it was your week it is your decision it is my decision to start uh like like we said already this it's a really good movie it is a little bit of a slow burn at the beginning and then once it gets going it, it becomes uh more enticing uh that's not to say that it's bad in the beginning 
Uh, it's just it's just different. It's a little bit. It's a different film. It becomes more interesting at that halfway point uh, that we discussed. Um, but I I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed the ambiguity of it. I think it opens a lot for discussion. Uh, you know, for people to have their own interpretations of what exactly happened. And if the questions are never answered, I think that's preferable. So I think this is a shelf boy. I'm going to say yes, puts on the shelf boy. Oh, man, at least we both are thinking the same thing. That uh, that it needs to be a, a freaking shelf boy. A shelf boy. Oh, holy Lazaro, I am so happy. <laughs> happy as Lazaro becomes a little shelf boy. And uh, joins the likes of Apostle because I always have to say (laughs) Apostle and the Handmaiden because I I remember that was on there and and the King yeah a bunch of other ones it becomes a shelf boy happy as Lasaro and that brings us to our plugs for this week I go first because it is my week Uh, Glenjamin Button have you heard of the Norwegian singer Aurora I'm pretty sure I have. She is a, I think you would call it pop, maybe like indie rock. I'm not sure what you would classify her as. Uh, But I was recently introduced to her. I'm not a huge fan of her, the majority of her music. Like, it's Uh it's all really good. It's just not my thing. Um, So definitely check it out. However, her acoustic songs are probably my favorite thing from like a, a female artist that I've heard. And uh, NPR has those tiny desk concerts, and she plays three songs acoustically um, uh, at the tiny desk concerts, and it <laughs> is so good. It gives me chills. She plays the songs Runaway, Murder Song, 54321, and Running with the Wolves. Uh, so I suggest for this week that everyone watches Aurora, NPR Music Tiny Desk Concert. He holds my body in his arms. He didn't mean to do no harm. And he holds me tight. Oh, he did it all to spare me from the awful things in life that comes in. Right. On the NPR Music uh, YouTube page. Nice little music plugger. I like yeah. it. I like it. Yeah. And you know what? I'm I'm glad that I'm plugging something that like the rest of her stuff I'm not a huge fan of, but I love her acoustic yeah. stuff. You can like some things from some people, but not everything. Y- you know, I'm not going to lie to you. That's the truest statement I've ever heard <laughs> in my life. <laughs> I feel like people often feel like they have to like every single thing yeah. that someone has done, and you don't. Yeah. You don't. You know. Like murder sometimes. Yeah, murder. <laughs> or slavery. <laughs> slavery is bad and I don't but care. Damn, Who knows? Can they it? do a nice painting? <laughs> <laughs> hey, Glenn, I'm going to say something right now. Murder is wrong. Murder is... What the... Excuse, wait. <laughs> and 9-11 was bad. That, oh, my God. <laughs> this boy's out here. He's going crazy. <laughs> um, for my plug this week, um, mine is... Um, David Diggs on the emotional toll of filming Snowpiercer stunts and the Hamilton movie. Uh, it's a nice, uh, like, 20, 24-minute uh, little sit-down with a variety um, little little uh, interviewer. Thank God I found the word. I was going to have a <laughs> meltdown. Um, just talking about, like, uh, a, l- a little bit of his career lately and what he's been doing and working on and stuff like that. Cool. And I think, uh, I think it was a good interview, personally. Yeah, and that's, to me, always been the interesting part of the show is it really is about class in relation to limited resource. 
which is actually all class has ever been in relation to, but the show by making class really obvious in this like straight line uh, allows you to focus a little more on the limited resource part, at least me, uh, when, I, when I started reading it and thought, oh, that's, that's really interesting because the haves and have nots when there is a very like finite amount of things to have becomes like a lot, a, a lot more high stakes when it's not just about like, do you have enough or excess, but like, do you have enough or are you dead? Yeah. And uh, it was all in the midst of Corona. So they were both just chilling at their house. She's got a plant behind her. He's drinking wine. He's ready. <laughs> Davi Diggs, as we all know, starred in Blind Spotting, mm-hmm. which is a KFR shelf boy. It is. Uh, and that's a great movie if anyone hasn't seen it yet. It's see a freaking shelf Blind boy. Spotting. Uh, so that is Aurora, NPR Music, Tiny Desk Concert, and. Uh, the Variety an- Interview with Davi Diggs on the emotional filming of Snowpiercer Stunts and Hamilton Movie. <laughs> yes. And I will be watching that later. And those are our plugs for this week. That brings us to next week's assignment, and it is Glenn's week to tell mm. us what to watch. Glenjamin, Andrew, Benjamin Button. <laughs> Andrew. <laughs> um, so I feel like we haven't watched a horror movie in a while, even though you just did. It was the last movie you saw uh, was The Descent. Um, we haven't done it on the podcast. We, ha- we haven't so done it on the podcast in a while, and I feel like if we are, I feel like we're going to stretch out a little bit. We're going to sh- not, not do some American horror or anything like that. Um, we're going to watch a movie called Under the Shadow. And it is a movie um, that I believe takes place in like Iraq. So it's it's a foreign foreign film. Ooh. So we get two foreign films in two weeks, baby. What is this? Not this, America? Yeah, what is this? Not America? Uh, under the Parasite Shadow. Parasite should not have won Best Picture because yeah. they don't speak English, <laughs> goddammit. Yeah. These colors don't run, damn it. What do I want to read a movie? Get the hell out of here. Uh, under the How Shadow. How can it be God good if it. they don't speak American? <laughs> I am kidding it's, for it's anyone that, that I hears hear, I hear Peanut running around scared Peanut for the life running. of all she the is, American. She she doesn't like American extremists, so. <laughs> the third time's the charm. Under the <laughs> shadow, as a mother and daughter struggle to cope with the terrors of a post-revolution war-torn uh, Tehran in the 1980s, uh, mysterious evil begins to haunt their home. Tehran is in Iran, so it's I- Iranian, not uh, yeah. Iraq. Um, so you, you fuck stupid me, stupid American idiot. I, uh, Iran and Iraq. Thank you. It, it says that in the storyline. Post-revolution Iran and Iraq. Boom. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm the stupid American it's idiot. Stupid American idiot. Uh, directed <laughs> by Babak and Vari. Uh, written by the same person. Uh, stars Nagis Rashadi, Avin Manshadi, uh, and Bobby uh, Nadiri. 
Um, cool. there's, there's probably a couple more people in there, but, you know, we don't want to butcher names here. Can I just point out, anytime we do a foreign movie, you I, only read three names. If we do an American movie, you read at least four or five. <laughs> yeah, that's because I can pronounce them. I don't want to ruin know. people's lives by saying that. I get like, it. You know, he just pronounced I'm going to spell it. You know what? If he's in a movie, I'm going to say, Glenn, Glenn Warren. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so <laughs> Under the Shadow, where are we watching that again? Uh, that was on Netflix. Let me see real quick if it was on any other outlets, just for anybody who, for some reason, doesn't have the ability. Uh, yeah, so mainly on Netflix, everything else is uh, rented. So Cool, yeah, so if, if you don't have Netflix, you can always pay. Uh, it's probably around 4 or $5 to watch yep, it. five bucks, uh, That's the case with most movies, too. Um we we try to make it that it's uh you know at least Amazon and Netflix so people don't have to pay but you know you gotta do what you gotta do. Heard that. So this really fell off the rails, but our next week's assignment is Under the Shadow on Netflix. Uh, as always, you can follow our, follow us on our website. Oh my gosh! www.keystonefilmreview.com on Instagram we are Keystone underscore film underscore review. Twitter Keystone underscore film on Facebook we are Keystone Film Review and on Letterboxd I'm Mike KFR and I am Glenn KFR and that will do it until next week when we go to Iran and possibly Iraq. That remains to be seen. <laughs> we will find out in the shadows or under in the them. Shadows, technically. Under the shadow. <laughs> wink, wink. Goodbye, everybody. See <laughs> ya.